Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. And as I always say every day, translated into Anglo-Saxon, and we're in England, it translates Hythe into Haven. So we are trying to create a safe haven for those who want to live naturally in a sane environment. We're trying to create a sane environment. There's so many conspiracy theories, so many reasons to fight with one another over this and that. And it's just all the modes of nature flapping in the breeze. So welcome back to the safe haven. Srimad um, Bhagavata Mahima Stotram Glorification of Srimad uh, Bhagavatam by Srila Sanatana Goswami and by, uh, by context also the, the Bhagavad Gita. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu Kalidvandurita Ditya Shri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Shri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadaka Mad Bhagya Mad Anandana My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhu tadayin adini chutatakada hanamunchagadachin mam premna rit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please. Never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya You may have noticed that my voice is coming back. That's due to the 
treatments, massage-type treatments that uh, Rasika Shiromani has been giving me the last few days. And I'm coming to the conclusion that all of this, uh, all these, in, you know, surgeries and, uh, you know, back spasms and different things I've been going through over this last year, year and a half, more, <clears throat> have caused my, you know, uh, neck muscles to become so tense that they, it was cutting off my voice. And now, gradually, it's uh, coming back to normal. Hare Krishna. Enough about that. We've reached the 10th uh, chapter um, of the Bhagavad Gita as it is, and we've reached text 8, which is the beginning text of the four seed verses of the Bhagavad Gita. Very important verses. So here we are. Text 8, The Opulence of the Absolute. Chapter 10, Bhagavad Gita, as it is. Text 8, Ahang sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvam pravartate itimatva bhajante mam buddha bhava samanvitaha I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds. Everything emanates from me. The wise who, know, who perfectly know this engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. Purport A learned scholar who has studied the Vedas perfectly and has information from authorities like Lord Chaitanya and who knows how to apply these teachings, can understand that Krishna is the origin of everything in both the material and spiritual worlds. And because he knows this perfectly, he becomes firmly fixed in the devotional service of the Supreme Lord. He can never be deviated by any amount of nonsensical commentaries or by fools. All Vedic literature agrees that Krishna is the source of Brahma, Shiva, and all other demigods. In the Atarva Veda, Gopal Tapani Upanishad 1.24, it is said, Yo Brahmanam Bididati Purvam Yo Vai Vedangs Cha Gapayanti Sma Krishnaha It was Krishna who in the beginning instructed Brahma in Vedic knowledge and who disseminated Vedic knowledge in the past. Then again, the Narayana Upanishad says, one says, Atap Purusho Habai Narayano Kamayata Prajaha Srijayati. Then the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayana desired to create living beings, living entities. The Upanishad continues. I'll skip that Sanskrit. It's a lot of prose. From Narayana, Brahma is born. And from Narayana, the patriarchs are born. From Narayana, Indra is born. From Narayana, the eight Vasus are born. From Narayana, the eleven Rudras are born. From Narayana, the twelve Adityas are born. 
this Narayana is an expansion of Krishna. It is said in the same Vedas, Brahmanyo Devaki Putra, the son of Devaki, Krishna, is the Supreme Personality. Narayana Upanishad 8. Then it is said, Eko Vai Narayana Asin Na Brahma Na Ishano Napo Nagni Somao Neme Dwao Apritivi Na Nakshatrani Na Suryaha. In the beginning of the creation, there was only the Supreme Personality Narayana. There was no Brahma, no Shiva, no water, no fire, no moon, no heaven and earth, no stars in the sky, no sun. Maha Upanishad 1-2 In the Maha Upanishad it is also said that Lord Shiva was born from the forehead of the Supreme Lord. Thus the Vedas say that it is the Supreme Lord the creator of Brahma and Shiva, who is to be worshipped. In the Moksha Dharma section of the Mahabharata, Krishna also says, Prajapatim Charudram Chap Yaham Eva Srijam Yavai, Srijam Yavai, Tau Himam Nabijani To Mamamaya Vimohi Tau. The patriarchs, Shiva <coughs> and others, are created by me, though they do not know that they are created by me because they are deluded by my illusory energy. In the Varaha Purana, it is also said, Narayanak Pado Devas Tasmanj Jatas Chatur Mukha Tasmat Rudrabhavad Deva Sachasarva Gyatam Gataha. Narayana is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and from him Brahma was born, from whom Shiva was born. Lord Krishna is the source of all generations, and he is called the most efficient cause of everything. He says, because everything was born of me, I am the original source of all. Everything is under me, no one is above me. There is no supreme controller other than Krishna. One who understands Krishna in such a way from a bona fide spiritual master with references from Vedic literature engages all his energy <clears throat> in Krishna consciousness and becomes a truly learned man. In comparison to him, all others who do not know Krishna properly are but fools. Only a fool would consider Krishna to be an ordinary man. A Krishna conscious person should not be bewildered by fools. He should avoid all unauthorized commentaries and interpretations on Bhagavad Gita and proceed in Krishna consciousness with determination and firmness. Text 9 Much chitta Madgata prana bodayantak padaspadam katayantas chamam nityam tushanticharamanticha. The thoughts of my pure devotees dwell in me. Their lives are fully devoted to my service, and they der derive 
great satisfaction and bliss from always enlightening one another and conversing about me. Turn, you can shut the windows. Purport. Pure devotees whose characteristics are mentioned here engage themselves fully in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Their minds cannot be diverted from the lotus feet of Krishna. Their talks are solely on the transcendental subjects. The symptoms of the pure devotees are described in this verse specifically. Devotees of the Supreme Lord are 24 hours daily engaged in glorifying the qualities and pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Their hearts and souls are constantly submerged in Krishna and they take pleasure in discussing him with other devotees. <clears throat> in the preliminary stage of devotional service, they relish the transcendental pleasure from the service itself. And in the mature stage, they are actually situated in love of God. Once situated in that transcendental position, they can relish the highest perfection which is exhibited by the, by the, by the Lord in His abode. Lord Chaitanya likens transcendental devotional service to the sowing of a seed in the heart of the living entity. They are innumerable. There are innumerable living entities traveling throughout the different planets of the universe and out of them there are a few who are fortunate enough to meet a pure devotee and get the chance to understand devotional service. This devotional service is just like a seed and if it is sown in the heart of a living entity <clears throat> and if he goes on hearing and chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, that, that seed fructifies just as the seed of a tree fructifies with regular watering. <clears throat> the spiritual plant of devotional service gradually grows and grows until it penetrates the covering of the material universe and enters into the Brahma Jyoti effulgence in the spiritual sky. In the spiritual sky also, that plant grows more and more until it reaches the highest planet, which is called Goloka Vrindavan, the supreme planet of Krishna. Ultimately, the plant takes shelter under the lotus feet of Krishna and rests there. Gradually, as a plant grows fruits and flowers, that plant of devotional service also produces fruits, and the watering process in the form of chanting and hearing goes on. This plant of devotional service is fully described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhyalila, chapter 19. It is explained there that when the complete plant takes shelter under the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, one becomes fully absorbed in love of God. Then he cannot live even a, for a moment without being in contact with the Supreme Lord just as a fish cannot live without water. In such a state, the devotee actually attains 
the transcendental qualities in contact with the Supreme Lord. The Srimad Bhagavatam is also full of such narrations about the relationship between the Supreme Lord and His devotees. Therefore, the Srimad Bhagavatam is very dear to the devotees as stated in the Bhagavatam itself, 12, 13, 18. Srimad Bhagavatam Puranam Amalam Yad Vaishnavanam Priyam In this narration, there is nothing about material activities, economic development, sense gratification, or liberation. Srimad Bhagavatam is the only narration in which the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord and His devotees is fully described. Thus, the realized souls in Krishna consciousness take continual pleasure in hearing such transcendental literatures just as a young boy and girl take pleasure in association. Text 10 Tesham satatayuktanam bhajatam pritipurvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite. To those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. Purport. In this verse, the word buddhi-yogam is very significant. We may remember that in the second chapter, the Lord, instructing Arjuna, said that he had spoken to him of many things and that he would instruct him in the way of buddhi-yoga. Now buddhi-yoga is explained. Buddhi-yoga itself is action in Krishna consciousness. That is the highest intelligence. Buddhi means intelligence and yoga means mystic activities or mystic elevation. When one tries to go back home, back to Godhead and takes fully to Krishna consciousness in devotional service, his action is called Buddhi Yoga. In other words, Buddhi Yoga is the process by which one gets out of the entanglement of this material world. The ultimate goal of progress is Krishna. People do not know this. Therefore, the association of devotees and a bona fide spiritual master are important. One should know that the goal is Krishna. And when the goal is assigned, then the path is slowly but progressively traversed and the ultimate goal is achieved. When a person knows the goal of life but is addicted to the fruits of activities, he is acting in karma yoga. When he knows that the goal is Krishna, Krishna but he takes pleasure in mental speculations to understand Krishna, he is acting in jnana yoga. And when he knows the goal and seeks Krishna completely in Krishna consciousness and devotional service, he is acting 
in bhakti yoga or buddhi yoga, which is the complete yoga. This complete yoga is the highest perfectional stage of life. A person may have a bona fide spiritual master and may be attached to the spiritual to a spiritual organization, but if he is not but if he is still not intelligent enough to make progress, then Krishna from within gives him instructions so that he may ultimately engage himself in Krishna consciousness with love and with love and devotion render all kinds of services. He should perform some sort of work for Krishna and that work should be with love. If a devotee is not intelligent enough to make progress on the path of self-realization but is sincere and devoted to the activities of devotional service, <clears throat> the Lord gives him a chance to make progress and ultimately attain to Him. Jai Sri Krishna Text 11 Tesham evanukam partam aham agyana jantamaha nasyam yatmabhavasto jnana dipini basvata. To show them special mercy, I, dwelling in their hearts, destroy with the shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance. Purport. When Lord Chaitanya was in Binaris promulgating the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, thousands of people were following him. Prakashananda Saraswati, a very influential and learned scholar in Binaris at that time, derided Lord Chaitanya for being a sentimentalist. Sometimes Mayavadi philosophers criticize the devotees because they think that most of the devotees are in the darkness of ignorance and are philosophically naive sentimentalists. Actually, that is not the fact. There are very, very learned scholars who put forward the philosophy of devotion. But even if the devotee, even if a devotee does not take advantage of their literatures, or of his spiritual master. If he is sincere in his devotional service, he is helped by Krishna within himself. He is helped by Krishna himself within his heart. So the sincere devotee engaged in Krishna consciousness cannot be without knowledge. The only qualification is that one carry out devotional service in full Krishna consciousness. The Mayavadi philosophers think that without discriminating one cannot have pure knowledge. For them, this answer is given by the Supreme Lord. Those who are engaged in pure devotional service, even though they be without sufficient education and even without sufficient knowledge of the Vedic principles, are still helped by the Supreme God, as stated in this verse. The Lord tells Arjuna that basically 
there is no possibility of understanding the Supreme Truth, the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, simply by speculating. For the Supreme Truth is so great that it is not possible to understand Him or to achieve Him simply by making a mental effort. A man can go on speculating for several millions of years, and if he is not devoted, if he is not a lover of the Supreme Truth, he will never understand Krishna or the Supreme Truth. Only by devotional service is the Supreme Truth, Krishna, pleased. And by his inconceivable energy, he can reveal himself to the heart of the pure devotee. The pure devotee always has Krishna within his heart. And with the presence of Krishna, who is just like the sun, the darkness of ignorance is at once dissipated. This is the special mercy rendered to the pure devotee of Krishna, by Krishna. Due to the contamination of material association through many, many millions of births, one's heart is always covered with the dust of materialism. But when one engages in devotional service and constantly chants Hare Krishna, the dust quickly clears and one is elevated to the platform of pure knowledge. The ultimate goal, Vishnu, can be attained only by this chant and by devotional service and not by mental speculation or argument. The pure devotee does not have to worry about the material necessities of life. He need not be anxious because when he removes the darkness from his heart, everything is provided automatically by the Supreme Lord who is pleased by the loving devotional service of the devotee. This is the essence of the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. By studying Bhagavad Gita, one can, one can become a soul completely surrendered to the Supreme Lord and engage himself in pure devotional service. As the Lord takes charge, one becomes completely free from all kinds of materialistic endeavors. Texts 12 through 13. <clears throat> Arjuna Uvacha Param Brahma Padan Dhamma Pavitram Paramam Bhavan Purusham Shasvatam Divyam Adi Devam Ajam Vibhum Ahustvam Vishyaksarve Devarshir Naradastata Asito Devalobhyasa Swayam Chaiva Bravishime Arjuna said, You are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the ultimate abode the purest, the absolute truth. You are the eternal, transcendental, original person, the unborn, the greatest. All the great sages such as Narada, Asita, Devala and Vyas confirm this truth to you, about you. And now you yourself are declaring it to me. Purport <clears throat> 
In these two verses, the Supreme Lord gives a chance to the Mayavadi philosopher. For here it is clear that the Supreme is different from the individual soul. Arjuna, Arjuna, after hearing the essential four verses of Bhagavad Gita 10, 8 through 11 in this chapter, became completely free from all doubts and accepted Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He at once boldly de declares, You are Pradam Brahma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And previously, Krishna stated that He is the originator of everything and everyone. Every demigod and every human being is dependent on Him. Men and demigods, out of ignorance, think that they are absolute and independent of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That ignorance is removed perfectly by the discharge of devotional service. This has already been explained in the previous verse by the Lord. Now, by His grace, Arjuna is accepting Him as the Supreme Truth in concordance with the Vedic injunction. It is not that because Krishna is Arjuna's intimate friend, Arjuna is flattering him by calling him the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Absolute Truth. Whatever Arjuna says in these two verses is confirmed by Vedic truth. Vedic injunctions affirm that only one who takes to devotional service to the Supreme Lord can understand Him, whereas others cannot. Each and every word of this verse spoken by Arjuna is confirmed by Vedic injunction. In the Kena Upanishad, it is stated that the Supreme Brahman is the rest for everything. And Krishna has already explained that everything is resting on Him. The Mundaka Upanishad confirms that the Supreme Lord, in whom everything is resting, can be realized only by those who engage constantly in thinking of Him. This constant thinking of Krishna is smarnam, one of the methods of devotional service. It is only by devotional service to Krishna that one can understand His position and get rid of this material body. In the Vedas, the Supreme Lord is accepted as the purest of the pure. One who understands that Krishna is the purest of the pure can become purified from all sinful activities. One cannot be disinfected from sinful activities unless he surrenders unto the Supreme Lord. Arjuna's acceptance of Krishna as the Supreme Pure complies with the injunctions of Vedic literature. This is, all, this is also confirmed by great personalities of whom Narada is the chief. <clears throat> Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and one should always meditate upon Him and enjoy one's transcendental relationship with Him. He is the Supreme Existence. He is free from bodily needs and from birth and death. Nor does Arjuna confirm, not only does Arjuna confirm this, but Krishna is thus described in the Puranas, histories, and all Vedic literatures. 
And the Supreme Lord Himself also says in the fourth chapter, although I am unborn, I appear on this earth to establish religious principles. He is the supreme origin. He has no cause, for He is the cause of all causes, and everything is emanating from Him. This perfect knowledge can be had by the grace of the Supreme Lord. Here Arjuna expresses himself through the grace of Krishna. If we want to understand Bhagavad Gita, we should accept the statements in these two verses. This is called the Parampara system, acceptance of the disciplic succession. Unless one is in the disciplic succession, he cannot understand Bhagavad Gita. It is not possible by so-called academic education. Unfortunately, despite so much evidence in the Vedic literatures, those proud of their academic educations stick to their obstinate conviction that Krishna is an ordinary person. Hare Krishna. Text 14. Sarvametad ritam manye yan mam vadesikeshava nahite bhagavan vyaktim vidur deva nadanavaha. O Krishna, I totally accept as truth all that you have told me. Neither the demigods nor the demons, O Lord, can understand your personality. Purport. Herein, <clears throat> Arjuna herein confirms that persons of, of faithless and demonic nature cannot understand Krishna. He is not known even by the demigods, so what to speak of the so-called scholars of this modern world. By the grace of the Supreme Lord, Arjuna has understood that the Supreme Truth is Krishna and that He is the perfect One. One should therefore follow the path of Arjuna. He received the authority of Bhagavad Gita. As described in the fourth chapter, the Parampara system of disciplic succession for the understanding of the Bhagavad Gita was lost and therefore Krishna re-established that, that disciplic succession with Arjuna because He considered Arjuna his intimate friend and a great devotee. Therefore, as stated in our introduction to Gita Upanishad, Bhagavad Gita should be understood in the Parampara system. When the Parampara system was lost, Arjuna was selected to rejuvenate it. The acceptance by Krishna of all that Krishna says should be emulated. Then we can understand the essence of Bhagavad Gita. And then only can we understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that's the end of the fourth four seed verses and Arjuna's reaction to those seed verses. And this is how we should accept the Bhagavad Gita. If we study it properly, we will come to this conclusion. 
Hare Krishna. And then our doubts will have been removed. Okay. If there's anyone out there, please reflect some <clears throat> on what we just heard, which was the essence of the Gita, actually, and the essence of all the Vedic literatures. There may be more details in other literatures, but this must be assimilated before we can go forward. Hare Krishna. Okay. We'll stop here. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Gopakanya Devi Dasi is first off the block every day, almost. So eager. She says, Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai. His divine grace, Ki Jai. Next is from Bhakta Jason. Haribo Bhakta Jason. <clears throat> he says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai. Can you please talk about the definition of working in full Krishna consciousness? Is this constantly thinking of Krishna? Or could it be also that someone says at the beginning only, I'll do it for Krishna? <laughs> That's Christianity. Full Krishna consciousness means to always be thinking of Krishna and at the same time always be rendering service to Krishna. Full stop. But... Krishna does say in the 18th chapter, in the 15th verse, 57th verse, sorry, that when one does something, he should first think, I have been appointed by Krishna to do this, and so let me do it very nicely. But then Krishna says, and then, our, then Prabhupada says, that is perfect Krishna consciousness. But then he also says, but you don't do something whimsically, something that doesn't please Krishna, something that's sinful or rascal rascal them and then offer that to Krishna so the point is that we have to do devotional service that is pleasing to Krishna and to find out what is pleasing to Krishna we have to know Krishna and to know Krishna we have to study what he says and then as Krishna as, as Prabhupada said at the very end of this section of verses we read today, then he has to emulate these instructions. Emulate means to try to follow them, to try to, uh, yes, emulate the, the, the qualities and the characteristics of one who is in full Christian consciousness. So it's not enough just to say in the beginning, Hare Krishna, this is for Krishna, and then forget Krishna. Hare Krishna. Next is from Vilas Manjari. Hare Vilas Manjari, Hare Krishna. She says, Dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Srila Prabhupada writes, quote, 
even if a devotee does not take advantage of their literatures or of his spiritual master, if he is sincere in his devotional service, he is helped by Krishna himself within his heart. So the sincere devotee engaged in Krishna consciousness cannot be without knowledge." Unquote. Could you discuss a little further what is meant by this, this especially <laughs> in relation to the importance of reading and hearing devotional literatures to make spiritual progress? Well, Krishna consciousness is personal. It's not a mechanical uh, system of receiving knowledge. Not that you pay some fee and pay the entrance fee and then pay for this and pay for that and then write a test, write a paper and get a, another piece of paper called a diploma and that's it. Krishna consciousness is the transference of knowledge from the super soul to the soul, from Krishna to the individual soul. And I've heard recently um, Gopi Parananda Prabhu lecturing and saying that Krishna is living in the hearts of all of us, along with us. And we are like the hosts, you know, this body I'm the predominant soul in this body and therefore you know I'm aware of the pains and pleasures of this body and Krishna's in all bodies and he's neutral but he's like a guest so you know we're not very nice hosts because if you have a guest and you put him in a room and then leave the room, get all dirty and don't clean and don't take care, then what's going to happen? The guest will just go away. But this guest is not an ordinary guest. This guest is our dearest friend, our real friend. And therefore, when he hears, and when he perceives that you are beginning to like to hear about him. He says, oh, this is so nice. He takes up the broom and starts to clean, you know, the place inside our hearts himself. Perfect guest. So the more you hear about Krishna, the more you become purified, the more you become attached and that is the process of Krishna consciousness. It's as simple as that. And but this it's not just that. It's when you get that inspiration from Krishna from within, as we just heard in these verses, then Krishna helps us from within and inspires us to do devotional service. And then that relationship begins as it becomes more mature and more mature and more mature, then um, there's a competition that comes. And Krishna tries to please his devotee and the devotee tries to please Krishna and it never ends. And it, well, it ends up in the spiritual world, but then it continues, never ends. 
competition. Who's going to please who the most? That's real life. That's spiritual life. That's pure devotional service in full Christian consciousness. And the ecstasy that you can feel in doing that, cannot imagine. No limit. Hare Krishna. Bhakta Rupa says Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Bhakta Rupa, Hare Bhau. From Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Hare Bhau Anandamurti. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading. Today I heard that devotional service under the bona fide spiritual master is the only way to know about Krishna. And what is the difference between Narayana and Sri Vishnu? There is no difference. Narayana and Vishnu are the same. There are different expansions of Krishna and they are all Krishna. But they show different degrees of Krishna's um, qualities. So there's a Narayana feature uh, in the spiritual world that governs the whole spiritual world. There are expansions of him that govern different planets in different directions. And then Mahavishnu uh, is the first expansion that has something to do with the creation of the material world. But these are all uh, Vishnu. They're all Narayana. They just have different functions. Like Narayana in the spiritual world the supreme Narayana, you know, Krishna is the source of all of these. He's the supreme uh, source of everything and all the Narayana features, Vishnu features. But these different expansions, they have different functions. Narayana is the super soul of the whole. Uh, material elements, the whole material energy. Garbhadakashai Vishnu is the uh, super soul of one whole universe. And Shirdakshai Vishnu is the super soul in the hearts of every living being. And in this way they have different features, they have different functions, but they are all the same personality of Godhead. <clears throat> and Krishna is called the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he is the source of all of those other forms of God. Hare Krishna. Bhakta Jason says thank you, Maharaj. You're welcome, Bhakta Jason. And next is from Sebastian. Hey, Bhakta Sebastian, Hari Bo. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. 
Thank you for reading today. Just a short reflection. In text 10, at the end, it says, quote, If a devotee is not intelligent enough to make progress on the path of self-realization, but is sincere and devoted to the activities of devotional service, the Lord gives him a chance to make progress and ultimately attain him. Unquote. This gives me so much hope. Sri the Prabhupada Ki Jai. <laughs> Thank you very much. Beautiful, beautiful uh, reflection and re realization. Nicely said. All right. Thank you very much. Tomorrow is going to be the last day of Kartik. And uh, we hope that you all had your you completed your vows and feeling purified and enlivened and prepared for uh, making a special effort to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books during the, the marathon uh, season. And Bhagavad Gita as it is, Kijai, Sama Beda Bhaktabinda Kijai, Gaur Prem Anandi Hari Hari Bol, see you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same talking topic. The expanding instructions and nectar of the sound that comes from Krishna's mouth and Srila Prabhupada's mouth as he distributes that nectar. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow night. Hari Bo.